what, what temptation is and what it isn't. And I think it's important for us to get a good grasp on what, um, what this whole thing is on temptation. A lot of people are like, temptation means uh, maybe eating that second piece of cake instead of just one. I call that Monday. But uh, others, <laughs> some of you didn't get that, and that was really funny. Uh, others of you, uh, the struggle with temptation is actually very, very real. And I'd like to, uh, I'd like to talk about that today. So, uh, without delaying any further, if you're able to, will you stand with me in honor of God's Word together? I've got the verse on the screen. I'll have all the verses uh, that you need today on the, on the big screen. You can follow right along with me. Here's what our main text has to say. We're going to break this text down in a few ways here. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Amen? God, thanks for your word. This one verse alone is so powerful. I pray, God, that uh, wherever we might be in our spiritual journeys, that you would speak to us on this issue. And uh, God, don't just speak to us, but Lord, equip us to know what we need to do differently so we can fight temptation, resist temptation, and to live victoriously with you. And God, I'll thank you for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Temptation. There is a way out of temptation. There is a way out. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of different truths about this word temptation. Well, I've heard a lot of statements. They've <laughs> not all been true. And uh, I, I'd like to get us all on the same page when it comes to temptation. And, uh, and, and let me give you a few statements just to start things off with here. First of all, every one of us, we face temptation. And we will face temptation again. Now, the whole purpose of temptation is to, is to bait the hook, if you will. Okay? Temptation baits the hook in order for us to give in to sin. In fact, let me make this statement. It is not a sin to be tempted. Okay? It is not a sin to be tempted. Uh, any fishermen or fisherwoman here? I think I've asked that question before, and usually they're... Okay, we got a few. Good. All right. Uh, you could throw your line out into the water all you want to, okay? But you haven't caught the fish until the fish either takes the bait or the lure and you reel that fish in. What the enemy tries to do with us is he tries to reel us in into this boat called sin. That sounded like a country western song. And uh, he tries to... (laughs) Oh, well. Uh, Hey, it's yours if you want it. Uh, He tries to reel us in, but what he does to try to get us to, to bite on that hook 
is he offers temptation. He offers bait. And that bait may look different for different people in here. Uh, There may be different struggles in this place. There may be different issues that different people have here. Uh, As there are different kinds of bait for different kinds of fish, right? The enemy may try to use a certain bait or a certain temptation on me that may be different than he might use for the person who is next to you. But look at this statement. Sin needs to be dealt with at the temptation phase before it becomes sin. And the problem with a lot of people in churches I I have seen is that we choose to deal with sin after we've been reeled into the boat. Oh no, I'm in the boat. Now what do I do? How many of you know it's a lot easier to keep for that fish to keep on swimming if it never bites the hook in the first place than it is for him to somehow hop out of the boat back into the water and never do that again? And for us, it's a lot easier to not give in to the temptation and give in to the bait and give in to the lure that the enemy will try to offer us to try to reel us in to making a bad decision spiritually. It's a lot easier to swim if you've not been reeled into the boat. So the time to deal with sin issues is not when they have festered into sin. It's not when they have become addiction. It's not when it's become a habit. The time to deal with sin is not when you can still manage it. Let me say that again. The time for us to deal with sin issues is not when we can still, when we think we can still manage it. You cannot manage sin. It will manage you. I'll say it again. You cannot manage sin. Sin will manage you. You might think you're in control. You're not. And so the time to deal with sin issues is at the temptation phase. And it's my desire to see that the, the, the people of God get a victory over this thing. And, and if we're going to gain victory over temptation, if we're going to get a victory over the bait, the lure, there's some truths that I want us to remember here today. There's some things I want to equip you with from our first verse that we read. This, this is a powerful verse. In fact, I have an upcoming episode of Five Minutes with Phil on this verse. It's just a powerful verse. And I want to really go into more detail than just five minutes and show you how we can get victory over temptation. You ready? Let me show you truth number one. Temptation is common. Temptation is common. I want to speak to the person who thinks that nobody on the planet can understand the temptation that they are going through. That's not true. I said, that's not true. 
Look again at verse 13. I've underlined the portion I want to focus on here. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common. Everybody say common. Common. What is common to mankind. You are not the only one to be tempted in the way that you are tempted. Let me say it again. You are not the only one. Listen, that is a common lie that the enemy will try to tell me and you. You're the only one fill in the blank. You're the only one facing this temptation. You're the only one who's ever gone through this. You're the only one who's ever made this kind of mistake. You're the only one that's coming to God for forgiveness for this. You're the, you're the only one that's blown it this many times. The enemy loves to isolate God's people from each other. And so if he can't do it physically, he will certainly try to do it mentally and spiritually. And so if we've convinced ourselves, if we have convinced ourselves that we are the only one facing this particular temptation, you need to know that that is not the case. Now, I said before, the temptation may look different from person to person in this room. But if you think that you are so unique in your temptation that nobody would understand, that's not accurate, that's not honest, that's not Bible. In fact, look at the book of James, chapter 1. James 1, verses 13, 14, and 15 says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. Let me stop there for a moment. Temptation never comes from God. Temptation never comes from God. The purpose of trans... (laughs) The purpose of temptation is to try to lure you away from God. God would never intentionally, or and he never makes accidents, so God would never try to put something in your life to lure you away from him. So temptation never, ever comes from God. So when we are tempted, notice it didn't say if we're tempted, Okay, when we are tempted, no one should say God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Do you see the process here? The lure, temptation, tries to evolve into evil. It tries to evolve into a sinful choice. That sinful choice evolves into death. Spiritually, I would even say for many, physically, you are not the only person to be tempted in the way that you are tempted. If you're facing, see, some of you may not understand what I'm talking about, but there, there are some. It is a daily battle. There is a work that you have to do every day you wake up to crucify that old man, to, to crucify the flesh, to put that to death and say, I'm not going to give in today. God, I'm going to be devoted to you. Others of you, that's not, your, that, that's not your mode of operation, but for others, for others, it is a regular occurrence. I am telling you, there is freedom from temptation that is found in Jesus Christ. So you are not, 
the only one. Secondly, I want you to know that Jesus himself was tempted. Just like we are. You know what? There's a verse in Hebrews chapter 4 that that if, if you haven't noticed it, it might blow you away a little bit. It says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. So think of your temptation. Think of your battle. Think of the lure. Think of the bait. According to this verse, Jesus felt every temptation that you are feeling, that you have felt. He gets it. He understands it. The big difference between me and him is the fact that he never gave in to temptation. He never sinned. See, we just had communion a little bit ago, okay? And we, we, we remember the death of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to die for you. We sang about the old rugged cross. We sang about the blood of Jesus. But may I also tell you that Jesus not only died for you, but when I look at this verse, I am reminded that he also lived for you. He showed you how to live a life victorious on this earth. You can do it because Jesus did it. So we don't have some high priest who failed. We don't have some human being. We don't have some faulty uh, object of our worship. We have Jesus Christ, our high priest, who was tempted in every way, just as we are yet was without sin. Those moments when you're tempted to let your ego get the best of you, Jesus faced that temptation. Those moments that you have been tempted to say something to somebody that you shouldn't say. As I read this verse, Jesus faced that temptation. As Jesus was tempted to do some kind of sin, I read this verse, Jesus faced all of those temptations. We don't like to picture Jesus this way. But if we don't, we're missing a critical element of the life of Jesus Christ when he was on earth. He faced temptation and was without sin. So I want you to know that your temptation, my temptation, the area that I struggle with, it's common. We are not the only ones. In fact, Jesus felt it as well. Secondly today, not only is temptation common, but I want to show you that temptation has a ceiling. Temptation has a limit. And that's good news. Look again at verse 13. Look at the part that I underlined. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Never. Never. Child of God, listen to me. You will never be tempted beyond what you can handle. Oh, but it's so strong. It might be. But God knows what your limits are. Some of you are saying, I wish God would quit believing in me so much. (laughs) Right? You ever been there? But God knows your limit. God has put a ceiling on my temptation. And my personal limit might look different than yours. Uh, 
the amount of temptation that I can face might look way different than yours, but we're not about trying to compare our spiritual lives to other people. And let me just pause here and just say, do not get into the rut of trying to compare yourself to another person spiritually. That is going to make a miserable existence for you. If only I could be like that. Or the flip side, I'm glad I'm not like that. Both of them, both of those, both of those are incredibly unhealthy spiritual attitudes to have. So don't compare yourself as you stand before God. And may I tell you, as you grow in Christ, that ceiling, I believe, can get raised. Like, if there's somebody who's just coming out of addiction, let's say to, uh, let's say to alcohol, okay? And, and, and I know some people that God has brought that person out of that, that particular addiction, and they're no longer caught up in it. And for that, we say, praise the Lord, by the way. You are not damaged goods, by the way, if that's your story. You are not damaged goods. You, you are a testimony of the grace and the mercy and the power of Jesus Christ. So, but when you initially come out of that, of that addiction, the lure and the temptation of it for some people might be very strong. It might be very strong to go back to that. And, and, and for you, you can't even shop at a, in a certain aisle in the grocery store because the temptation would be that strong. So you know what you do? You avoid that aisle. Walk further. It'll do you good. But then over time, as God makes you stronger, and, and again, I'm not saying that we open ourselves up to things, but as, as you become stronger, it's like you might smell it somewhere, and before, be like, oh, I missed that. But now it's like, Bleh. Right? And as you grow, that, that, that ceiling kind of gets a little higher, where then some other addictive things that could possibly come into your life, you recognize that. You wouldn't have recognized it when the ceiling was about one floor. But now the ceiling is way high. And so now you're recognizing that not only do I need to avoid this, but I need to avoid this and this and this. And see, this is part of the sanctification. This part of the maturity process that we go through with the Lord. We grow in Him. I believe the ceiling gets higher. But you still got a ceiling you're still not beyond it. The Son of God was tempted. I said the Son of God was tempted. Okay? And he was tempted after one of the most incredible moments of his earthly life. When he got baptized in water, the Bible says that he, the Son of God, was baptized in water. The Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove, and God the Father spoke in an audible voice, saying, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. How many of you know that's a good church service? You've had a good day. Okay? But it was right after that that Jesus faced 40 days and 40 nights of temptation. So some of us need to realize, and I'm going to get to this in just a little bit. Some of us need to realize the ceiling might be high, but the enemy will look for opportune moments to break in. But God knows your limit. God knows the ceiling for you. And, and to those who might be hearing this today and feel like the temptation that they're facing is too strong. I, just, I give in every time. It's too strong. Not according to God's word. 
It's not too strong. Maybe it's time that you do things God's way and not your own way. You don't have to lose. Let me say it again. You don't have to lose. I'm going to close with this. Thirdly, then I want to talk about temptation conquered. To anybody facing any kind of bout of temptation right now, you can conquer that thing. And we look again at verse 13, and there's a part there that I think is just so amazing. Again, look what I underlined. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Okay. That, that should be a wow moment for every single follower of Jesus Christ in here. That when you are tempted, God, God doesn't just sit in heaven and say, oh, I hope they make it. I'm probably going to have to clean this up. That, that's not what he does. When temptation comes, boom, he puts into place an escape route for me. Every time we are tempted, God has put into place a way to escape it. And that is a work of God. That's not your willpower. That's not because the preacher said something. It's not because someone prophesied over you. God has placed that escape route in your path so that you can say no to sin and yes to God. In all honesty, I think we need to get better at recognizing the escape routes that God has given us. See, because here's the deal. It's, we recognize the temptation, and let me make another statement that I probably should have put on the screen. You will never be tempted to do something you don't want to do. Never in my life have I been tempted to eat coconut. Ugh. I honestly think the coconuts came after Adam and Eve ate the fruit and sin entered into the world, God brought coconuts. I just think they're some of the most disgusting. And if you like it, that's fine. That's fine. No kidding, in college I had a... a, I shouldn't tell this story, but had a date with a gal, and, and, and she made cake. She said, I made you chocolate cake. I said, oh. And if you know me, it's like, yeah, yeah. And she goes, well, it's not just chocolate. It's German chocolate cake. And she goes, and I put extra coconut on it because I knew you would like coconut. Last date ever. Last one. That was it. Why would you do that to a perfectly good chocolate cake? Just like rub it in gravel and dirt and then say, here you go, German chocolate cake. Anyway, where was I? Here we go. God will never, thank you, Jesus. God will never, God's never tempted me to do something that I don't want to do. You know what he does, though? He tempts me to do things that I enjoy. 
he tempts me to do things that seem like it would be really good to do this. Those of you who know me, I can be pretty quick with my words. I'm a pretty quick thinker. And sometimes if somebody makes me mad, okay, right away there's the temptation, oh, get them, Phil. Don't, in fact, Phil, don't just get them, obliterate them with your words. Just, I mean, just destroy. And, and, and then God steps in, says, here's your escape route. <laughs> Shut your mouth. That's my escape route. Shut your mouth, Phil. And then he goes into things like, maybe you should see that person like I do. Maybe they're trying to hurt you because they're hurting themselves. And I say, well, I don't want to hear that. I just want to insult them incredibly, okay? So, and, and got, no. No. Shut your mouth. Nothing's going to be accomplished for the good if you say, it's not like I'm going to cuss them out. I'm smarter than that. But it just, I could cut, I could hurt somebody with my words. I, I, and God says, no. I gave you that big mouth to use for good, not for evil. And so I'm getting better at, at recognizing the escape routes when it comes to that, for example. I wonder today, our focus can be so much on the temptation the addiction, the lust, the, the actions, the conduct. It, it, because it, it would be so fun to, it'd be so, we think it'd be so good just to do this. We even know it's wrong, but we're going and, to, and, and God says, no. No. You need, to, you need to recognize my escape route that I have for you. So for, for some of us in here, the escape route might be changing the channel. It might just be turning it off. It might be backing off of a relationship that is toxic or sinful for you, but you, you want to be, be loved and liked so bad that you'll compromise and, and, and God's saying, you know what? Here's my escape route for you. I've got something so much better for you. End this. Go my way. Maybe we just need to log off of the computer or stop looking at our phone. That's also for those of you who are still trying to figure out the QR code. <laughs> Maybe... <laughs> Maybe you need to stop going to a certain establishment or a certain location because when you go there, uh, guys, when you go there, there there's some, some gal that's just really flirty with you and that just set, sets off the string of temptations for you. That, and maybe it's best that you just get your, your coffee elsewhere. You know, ladies, maybe that guy that you see at the store, he just makes you feel so special. And, and really, those feelings should go to your husband instead. And maybe your escape route, you just need to change your schedule. Change your commute. Maybe you need to put a content filter on your devices and your computer. 
to keep you from giving in. I, I, I don't know what that escape route will look like because that can vary from person to person to person to person to person. But I wonder if we could give as much attention to the escape routes as we do the temptation. And when, when, we, when, we, when we get to the point where the escape route is just as visible and attention-grabbing as the temptation, we're going to defeat temptation all the more. And so my prayer for every person hearing this today is that, okay, we're going to be tempted. Even Jesus was tempted. And, and it can be conquered. But maybe we just need to be more aware and visible to the escape routes that the Lord has put in place in our lives. So, Ralph, if you could help me, that'd be great. I, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. A few moments ago, we asked Jesus to forgive us of our sins. And I trust that every person that needed to do that did that. But this is the pre-sin exercise now. This is the stuff that you're going to face when you walk out the doors. Okay? If, you're, if you're fighting temptation between now and the doors, okay, we'll, we'll pray for you and we'll take care of that. But my guess is a lot of the temptations that we're going to face will not be in a Sunday morning, but they very well could be there on a Monday morning or a Friday night or sometime at lunch, or at the gym, or at work, or at school, in the dorm, in the classroom, in the locker room. You know where it is. And again, the enemy will never try to tempt you to do something that you don't want to do. So let's be honest with God and ourselves and recognize where the bait comes from and what it looks like. But now, can we say, Lord, make me aware of the escape routes? And give me the courage to take it. Do you know what? That may be what many of us need in here. You know how to avoid it. You just need the courage to do it. And I'm not saying you're fearful. What I'm saying is that we're afraid of what we'll lose. And anything, hear me, anything you get, I say this all the time, anything you give up for the Lord, He will replace that with something far better. So don't be afraid. If God's leading this, if God's leading you in this, obey him and walk in victory. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. That's the promise that we have today. Will you stand with me? Hallelujah. So I'm not going to ask for a show of hands today. I will give you an opportunity to pray, just you and him. And there's no judgment here, okay? No one's going to try to analyze what's going on in your life because quite honestly, we're all a bunch of flawed humans who don't always get it right, but we need the Lord's help when we want to get right. So maybe you just need to spend some time talking to the Lord and saying, Lord, I recognize the bait. I recognize these temptations in my life. Would you help me 
to now recognize the escape route. And that's my prayer for you. That maybe, maybe for the first time in years, some of us, we would actually be able to resist that temptation. And, and the liberty and the freedom that you feel when you do that, I, I, I would pray that it is just inexplicable how incredible that feeling is for you. That's my prayer for you. So I'm going to pray. If you need to spend some time with the Lord, do so before you leave here today. Jesus, I, I come to you so thankful for the great links that you go to to make me victorious. God, even in the midst of temptation, you provide a way out. So Lord, I ask you that you would be with your people. And God, in all reality, there are people within the sound of my voice that are facing some situations where the temptation is heavy and it's real. God, I pray that we'd, that we'd recognize the escape routes and we'd have the courage to go the way that you want us to go. And God, if we're afraid of losing anything, God, may we know that we're not losing a thing. We're actually gaining a stronger relationship with you. So Lord, would you speak to your people, not just today, but God, may your Holy Spirit check us tomorrow and the next day and all week. And my prayer is that, God, we would see individual victories over temptation this week like we've never seen before, God. Let it be, Jesus. And we ask this in your precious name, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you want to pray or feel you need to, you can pray at your seat. You can come to the altar, whatever you want to do. If God's released you, you can consider yourself dismissed. God bless.